Hello and welcome to the Michael Mamas Show. I'm your host, Michael Mamas, and we're coming to you from Mount Soma, home of the Sri Sameshwara Temple in the mountains of Western North Carolina. Sunny day today, but like most of the nation, boy, we had some cold weather past couple days. But anyway, the worst of it, I think, is over now. People are getting up and down the mountain, no trouble with the ice and snow. Pretty much cleared. If people drive carefully, they're fine, you know. Uh, And so I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, regardless of creed. Uh, And in a nutshell, I guess what that message would entail is, you know, really what this podcast is about. There's a lot going on in the world today. I'd like to include certain comments about current events, but it's Christmas Day, you know, so I'm going to hold off on that. uh, And we'll include those comments probably uh, in next week's blog. Um, So the title of this podcast, Enchantment's Gift. uh, And it's a Christmas message. And so it really speaks to uh, the nature of enchantment, enchantment, and uh, the implications, just how far that goes, what it really means, particularly on the deeper levels, and also uh, uh, how we can kind of compromise uh, or undermine our own willingness to uh, experience enchantment and how that applies to all holiday seasons, not just Christmas. You know, uh, I think it's pretty well known that, you know, a lot of people dread getting together uh, with the family uh, during the holiday season. A lot of emotions get stirred up. There's polarization uh, for different reasons. There could be different uh, intellectual perspectives. On, uh, well, in the case of Christianity, on Jesus and who he was and even the very idea of resurrection. And uh, a lot of people just find that far-fetched. And uh, so we, again, just like in everything else in life, we, when, particularly though on the holiday season and the Christmas time, we don't want to get caught up in those surface things, though people do tend to do that. Uh it's a time really uh, to look deeper, to look at the, the depth of our souls and uh, uh, to find the, the enchantment there. And it's not just enchantment with, again, superficial concepts or perspectives or attitudes or the inability to feel enchanted because of our polarizations. But see, the idea is, again, there's this underlying basis of existence. It's that one thing that is the source of everything, and it's the depth of our being. It's something we all sense inside of us, and we treasure it. It's our life force. There's something there. And it's connected with a sense, a certain sense of morality, a certain sense of uh, universality. And different religions, you know, call it by different things. Atheists may just call it a sense of unity or a sense of morality or other, 
the Christians might call it the Christ, the Christ spirit. Uh, in the Vedic tradition, it's referred to as Chaitanya. In modern physics, it's the unified field. And the thing is that enlivening that sense, uh, embracing but in a very deep way, what resting into living from that place is essential to life. Uh, without it, our lives become biased and even sterile on the, on the surface levels. And uh, uh, to the extent that we compromise or undermine things that are so precious, so precious to us. And, you know, taking family as an example, uh, you know, family is blood, you know, there's a connection there. And, and the blood goes so deep into the soul. It's a life's force. Uh, uh, homeopathic notion of it the even now you know with dna analysis and all that you know uh, the interconnection that's there between family members it's so powerful and so strong and so real and so lasting you know even people who, who uh, were adopted as infants and never knew their parents there's still a connection there that drives them to perhaps find their birth parents or that there's a feeling there that goes beyond a notion, beyond a concept. And again, if there's conflict or polarization in the family, different beliefs about Christianity, for example, oh, how can you believe that there was a virgin birth and all this stuff? Real Christianity, the essence of Christianity goes so far beyond that, and it talks about that level of enchantment. Enchantment means that feeling that goes along with the wonder, the awe, the, the love uh, of that sense we have of the depth of our being, the Chaitanya value, the Christ value, if you will, and, and uh, how it is enlivened even in our connection with family members. And we could say, you know, of course there's many components to it, but one very real component to it is the very physiology and how physiologies of family members resonate with one another purely by virtue of the blood. You know, you can even look at it that way uh, uh, as a biological thing if you insist upon it. But the thing is, embracing that, it's a, it's a, becomes a, a, a root uh, to life. It becomes a source of life. And it's tra tragic then if we allow that to be undermined particularly on the holidays, but all year long, or, or maybe a better way to say it, to, to not allow that to be re-enlivened and re-embraced uh, and, and, and re-nourished uh, on, on Christmas time or the, the holiday season of your choice. And the thing is then it also creates uh, a group dynamic. It creates, uh, even within a, a country, a nation, you know, different nations are predominantly one religion or another. Uh, Hinduism is something 80% of the people in India are Hindu. Uh, in the United States, uh, when surveys are done, 70% of the people um, 
uh, consider themselves to be Christian in Germany. I think it's about the same 70%. And uh, uh, Muslim countries, of course, it's different. And uh, But the thing is, that the, that group consciousness creates a feeling. And that feeling is so connected with the enchantment, with the wonder, with the awe, with the enlivenment of that divinity, if we can use that word, uh, that dwells within individuals. And it's to the point where it's so powerful. I remember when I was in India and also in the Philippines and different countries I was in, whatever the predominant religion was, on, on the holidays, you could feel that in the streets. And it was beautiful. You could feel that uh, in stores you walked into, anywhere you went. And certainly when I was in India, it, it wasn't like, well, you know, why isn't Christianity getting equal time? You know, that kind of a thing. Or, oh, uh, you know, in, in the United States, oh, I don't really believe in the virgin birth, for example. And so why are we allowing them to put up these displays of um, uh, the birth of Christ and all that in front of churches and it's wrong? And they're missing the point completely. Missing the point completely. I understand the perspective. Uh, I do. Uh, but it's not the point. And it undermines the power of that communion uh, among people and the value of that, the power of that, the gift that that embracing of that enchantment uh, offers not only to individuals, not only to families, but to nations. And when honored, uh, and, and celebrated as uh, unity within difference than even between nations of different religions on their holidays. And it doesn't mean that we have to give equal time to all these different religions. That's never going to happen anyway. It's just not. There are too many relig religions, for goodness sake. Uh, and so if you're in a country, if you're in a nation where the predominant religion is not consistent with your religious beliefs, that's called... Uh, Respect is even strong enough word. It's an honoring of, uh, of the integrity of that culture and the value that the, however it is they, can, they connect with that underlying basis in that nation and however powerful it becomes because so many of the people there are of the same religion, you see? And so it feeds the root of life. It nourishes, it waters the root of life in all those different nations. And if we can honor that, even when we're in nations that don't celebrate our chosen religion, you know, uh, it's a great thing. You know, if you look at the history of Christianity, it speaks to the history of all religions. Because uh, really, right in the beginnings of Christianity, there, there became a division. And you see this on the television programs uh, around Christmas time, but they talk about the Gnostics and the Orthodox. And how the Gnostics, um, they went a different direction where we could say they were more intellectually oriented, more conceptually oriented. It was more consistent with uh, uh, the secret knowledge that even uh, Christ uh, referenced. Uh, uh, but it was a knowledge back in those times that was only given to you know, certain individuals. It wasn't for the public at large. Uh, uh, and so then the Orthodox component of Christianity took over 
and suppressed um, the Gnostics to the point where the Gnostics were even taking their secret doctrines, their writings and that, and burying them in jars, you know, hiding them in places, because if they were found, they would be destroyed. Um, and it's interesting how that happens not just between religions, but also um, factions of the same religion. Uh, and again, it goes back to this idea of celebrating diversity within the midst of unity. And even in our families, in our homes, if there are conflicts and we get together for the holidays, let's learn to, to even more so celebrate the unity within diversity. And it's, it's not oblivion. It's, it's an embracing of the deeper value. And in case of family, it's the blood connection, you know. Now, some people talk about uh, Christianity and faith in Christianity and how it has to mean, um, uh, you know, you have to believe in the virgin birth or you have to believe Jesus was the son of God, you know. And then people get into debates about that and creates a polarization. And and uh, two things there. One we can cultivate deeper intellectual understandings of what it means that Christ was the only begotten son. Uh, uh, and even the idea of virgin birth and, and it's not okay to get so caught up in that that it becomes a condition to whether or not you accept Christianity or whether or not you are a Christian. You know, some people would say that, oh, well, if there is such a thing as UFOs uh, and there are other um, species existing on other planets and we find that out, it's going to compromise Christianity. Ridiculous. It's going to expand our understanding of what Christianity is really about and what it really means. Uh, uh, it would make it something more beautiful in, in my mind, you know, not less. So all these things get resolved if we can just cultivate a different understanding. And then the, and the whole notion of kindness, you know, I've heard some people say that really the message of Christmas is kindness. Well, I get that, you know, uh, and kindness is so important and it's something so rare, because as I've said in other podcasts, this is a time that's predominated by Agni, by fire. And so people have a tendency to be, you know, judgmental or pushy or have their perspective and to the point where it becomes, you know, kind of nasty. So families become divided, which is a crisis. Uh, and one that cuts to the very depth of a person's being, because if for no other reason, then it's physiological, as I just talked about it a minute ago. But kindness, you know, they did a uh, survey uh, of, of people, uh, not really young adults, middle age, perhaps, and older. And they said, uh, in looking for a spouse, what is the most important thing to look for in finding, you know, a good spouse? And the number one answer by far was one word, kindness. Kindness is essential. Kindness can be cultivated. And, and one of the keys to real kindness, you know, not just putting on a mask of kindness, but really feeling it is by going deeper, feeling into that unity value, be it with family, 
be it with culture, be it with nation, be it with the globe. Uh, and it's not a function of intellectual perspective so much as it's a state of being, a state of feeling. Feelings lie deeper than thoughts. You can justify anything with intellect, with thoughts. But it's how we feel about those different thoughts that makes the difference as to what, what thoughts we accept and which thoughts we reject. But feeling is something more fundamental that can ab- embrace contradictory thoughts and create union among people with different philosophies, religions, creeds, you see? I saw a nice quote by Clarence Thomas. <coughs> he said, good manners will open doors that the best education cannot. That's a beautiful comment, something to think about. Kindness, dignity. So many words you could assign to that quote. Beautiful quote. Uh, so in, in closing here, Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. And never un- underestimate the potential of enchantment, of love. Love is enchantment. Enchantment is love. Once embraced, enchantment heals all levels of life. Individual, family, community, nations, and global. So thanks for listening and uh, Merry Christmas to everyone.